You're listening to Sort of Spiritual. Not too long ago, I never would have called myself a spiritual person. But in the past few years, I've gone from being broke, sick all the time, feeling trapped in a job that made me miserable, to easily building a six-figure business, finding the most incredible partner, and creating the freedom to live my life. And along the way, it looks like I've become sort of spiritual. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you the most impactful tools and lessons I've found for personal and spiritual growth. In season one, we're diving into human design, my favorite tool for self-awareness, easy alignment, and the catalyst behind my massive life upgrade. I'm so grateful you've chosen to join me on this journey. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome. Today we're getting into Manifesting Generators, the final type of our type series. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a lovely Christmas. I'm in Vancouver celebrating with my partner's family, so I'm enjoying being on the West Coast. I'm usually in Toronto, and today we are going to be getting into the one-on-one of Manifesting Generators, so strategy and authority, the aura type of the Manifesting Generator, understanding what the strengths and challenges are, and how these are a little bit different from the Generator type, because Manifesting Generators are different. We're going to talk a a little bit about your energy spread as I like to imagine it and how that works as well as some tips and tricks for responding as a manifesting generator. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I am right about to head to the airport, but I hope you enjoy the episode. I do recommend also listening to the generator episodes and even the manifester episodes because I think that those will help you fully understand the different aspects of your energy as a manifesting generator. So if you haven't already, go listen to those or listen to them after this, but I think it'll help to give you a fuller context. And as usual, of course, I have a cheat sheet for you. You can get it at sortofspiritual.com slash mangen. I won't make you type out manifesting generator (laughs) or the link will be in the bio below. And you'll also get access to the entire cheat sheet library, not just the manifesting generator cheat sheet. So check that out. But let's get into this week's episode. So manifesting generators are about 33% of the population. They are the second most popular type. Their strategy is wait to respond, then inform is how I like to look at it. Their signature is both satisfaction and peace. Their not-self theme is frustration and anger, but their aura is open and enveloping. So their aura is the same as a generator aura. Manifesting generators are either going to have emotional authority or sacral authority. And the focus of a manifesting generator is really around right work, family, mastery of many things, and finding shortcuts. So we often hear manifesting generators being talked about as being multi-passionate, and this is really that mastery of many things. Now, immediately, there's a little bit of controversy between how I'm talking about this type versus how other people might talk about this type in the sense that I'm talking about manifesting generators being their own type. Technically, when we're looking at auras specifically, manifesting generators have a generator aura. So as far as aura type goes, they're part of that generator grouping. However, I really believe that there's enough of a difference that we can look at them as their own type, although they have the same aura. So the differences between the generator and manifesting generator, just at a high level before we dive into things, if they're both responding to the same task 
A manifesting generator initially will move faster, where a generator will usually have their step-by-step -step learning curve. So that stair-step learning curve we talked about in the generator episode, whereas the manifesting generator will surge ahead with their mastery only to often have to circle back because not all of the shortcuts that manifesting generators are designed to find are actually going to pan out. But we'll get more into some of the differences as we continue. When we're looking at the mechanics of manifesting generators, they have a motor to the throat. So like manifestors, they don't technically need other people, and by need, they don't need other people to get energy to their throat. So manifesting generators can change directions more quickly, more easily, where generators, it's kind of like you're a freight train, and it takes a lot of time to actually slow down, to stop, to change directions. Manifesting generators can also do well with responding to multiple things, where generators tend to do better at mastering one thing. And again, as a reminder, we're taking the system apart as we're talking about it. So there may be generators who are multi-passionate and have those different pieces in their chart. Some of the gates, for example, that I might associate with being more on the multi-passionate side would probably be gate 36, potentially gate 11, maybe gate 41, gate 34, maybe gate 16. So there's different energies in the gates that might give you more of that like multi-passionate energy. And I'm sure there's other things as well. Those are just a few that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. You might also be a manifesting generator that doesn't necessarily relate to the whole multi-passionate thing, and that's okay too. But let's talk a little bit more about the mechanics of being a manifesting generator or what makes a manifesting generator in human design. So as a quick review, manifestors have a motor to the throat but no sacral center. So we have four motors in human design. We have a sacral, which manifestors will not have to find. We have the emotional solar plexus, the heart center, and root center. So of those four motors, the manifestor won't have the sacral, but they could have a combination of the other three connected to the throat. A generator will always have the sacral defined, but they will not have a motor to the throat. And so manifesting generators, as we know, are a blend, and so they will have the sacral defined, and they will also have a motor to the throat. And sometimes that motor to the throat connection will be the sacral center connected directly to the throat through that 3420 channel. And sometimes it might be the root connected to the throat somehow, or the will center connected to the throat, or the emotional solar plexus, but the point being that manifesting generators will always have some sort of motor connected to their throat as well as the sacral center. And the 3420 channel is an interesting one to look at when we're looking at manifesting generators. Some people talk about different types of manifesting generators being more manifester than generator, and that's mainly based on this channel because like we talked about, a manifester has a motor connected to the throat, and if you have the 3420 channel, that is the sacral, which is a motor, that is connected to the throat. But because it is the sacral, which makes a generator type, it automatically turns you into a manifesting generator instead of a manifester. And it can make their energy a little bit more manifester-like because it is that motor connected to the throat. That being said, you are not a manifester, you're a manifesting generator, so you want to follow more of the manifesting generator strategy. The 3420 channel is also interesting, especially right now, because we're in the middle of a transit where gate 34 and gate 20 are in the nodes. And if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. I made a reel explaining more of it with visuals on my Instagram. I'll link that in the show notes below just to make it easier for you to find if you're interested. But essentially what that means is from about September, like early September 2021 till mid-April 2022, 
everyone being born is going to be a manifesting generator because that 34 and that 20 is defined, which creates that channel that's the motor to the throat that makes manifesting generators. So that's pretty cool. This only happens about once every, I think it's like 18, 18 and a half years, something like that. Although many people will have the 3420 channel defined either in their sun earth or elsewhere in their chart, which is fun too, but it just means everyone being born right now has that. So when we talk about different types of manifesting generators based on the configurations of their centers, and I will put some examples in the manifesting generator cheat sheet, I'll link it below as well. But like I mentioned, one of the configurations of a manifesting generator is going to be having that 3420 channel where the sacral center is connected directly to the throat. And I'll refer back to that probably a couple times throughout these episodes. And then there's a configuration of a manifesting generator where there is a motor connected to the throat, but it's not directly. So for example, you might have the sacral center connected to the G center, connected to the throat center, and that would make someone a manifesting generator, but it's not a direct connection. And you might also have someone with split definition, let's say. So maybe they have the sacral connected to the root, and then they have the will center connected to the throat. And so it's like they're part generator and part manifester. The specifics don't necessarily matter, but it can be interesting in helping you to understand yourself where it's, but it can be interesting in helping you to understand yourself, especially if you have that split definition and like part manifester, part generator energy in you, because you might feel those different pieces of you at different times. So let's get into the strengths of a manifesting generator. They can respond quickly to multiple things. They have that same sustainable workforce energy from the sacral. They're great at skipping steps. They have the gift of efficiency and finding shortcuts. It's a really big part actually of what they're here to do. They have the gift of doing many things that they love. And I honestly love coming across manifesting generators that are really in alignment because they'll be like, yeah, I'm a lawyer and I also have a yoga studio, but I have this like fire protection business on the side and I sell jewelry too. And in the weekend, I make scrunchies on my spare time and sew all of my own clothes. <laughs> and you're just like, what? How do you do all of these different things? And sometimes they're completely all over the map like that example. And sometimes they're more of like variations on a theme. So manifesting Manifesting generators can be really great solopreneurs or entrepreneurs where they're wearing many different hats, like they're doing the marketing in their business, they're creating the products in their business, they're doing the admin, they're managing the money, they're doing client work. It's like all of these different facets can be many different things within one business umbrella. And so that can be great sometimes for manifesting generators. But of course, it's about what you love and what lights up your sacral, not trying to engineer this to work best for you. And I do often find that manifesting generators do vastly different things. So if you're a manifesting generator listening to this, send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to know about your different interests and the things that you do. And if you relate to the whole multi-passionate thing, and if you have a lot of different things on the go all the time, it's just always fun to hear because I am certainly not like that. Like generators, manifesting generators are great at responding to the right work. So the right things that light them up, all of these different passions they have, will find them when they allow themselves to respond. They're here to achieve mastery as well, so they get to be great at these things. They're here to know themselves because they have that sacral center so they can know themselves well through responding, and they have that sustainable workforce energy to see some things through to completion. 
And I mean some, not all. We'll talk more about that. And when you respond as a manifesting generator, you have this massive amount of energy, not only from the sacral, but you have that initiating energy of a manifester to an extent when you have that connection of a motor to the throat. However, it's not exactly the same thing as being a manifester in terms of initiation because you have that sacral energy defined. So your energy is always going to work better in response. Some of the challenges for a manifesting generator is that they get interruptions to their creative flow, just like a manifester does, which can be really frustrating or angering for them. They get caught up in being too busy quite often. Sometimes they're doing all of these different things and then they can't actually connect to the right thing for them because there's no space. They're just so busy. Sometimes it's challenging as well to tell the difference between responding and initiating because you can move so quickly. Also, manifesting generators can have a tendency to jump from thing to thing, and they jump in and they jump out, and it can really feel like they're wasting their energy and their time when they don't quite understand the process. We'll get more into that. It can also be difficult to achieve that mastery they want when they're leaping from thing to thing. So slowing down enough to gain mastery, to make good decisions, can also be a challenge. Being present enough in your body to allow yourself to respond, Manifesting generators can be impatient, they can skip steps, they can miss things, which causes frustration, which causes anger, and then they have to circle back. So it can take longer sometimes for manifesting generators to build a relationship with their sacral, especially if they have that 3420 channel. The relationship often shows up a little bit differently, which we'll talk about when we talk more about the sacral. There can be a challenge around delegation and letting go. Similarly to manifestors, they're not great at doing this, but they do need support. Just because they have the energy to do things doesn't mean they have to do all of them. Now I want to underline this idea of owning who you are as a manifesting generator, really all types, but especially as a manifesting generator. You have big energy, you have a lot of power, you have all of these different things, and sometimes people look at that and they think, oh gosh, that's chaotic, you're all over the place, you just need to focus, or like, what, you're doing this now? Weren't you doing that other thing? And you can get a lot of negative feedback from people because they have these opinions on how you're meant to be operating. So you need to get clear on who you are. This is how I operate. And yes, I am doing this next thing. And if I decide to quit and do some other thing next, great, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to love it, right? So you need to own who you are. I remember hearing this example, like, I don't know, a decade ago or something. And it was really because, and it was really about this idea of like criticism or what other people think about me and how sensitive I was to some things. And it was like, if someone came up to me and said, oh my goodness, Katie, you have green hair. Ew. I would be like, what are you talking about? I very clearly do not have green hair. And like, there's nothing wrong with having green hair, but it's not something that would like hurt me or bother me because I don't have any like internal hangups around worrying about people thinking that I have green hair. I don't think I have green hair. I don't worry about having green hair. I don't think people are judging me because, oh my God, what if they think I have green hair? There's just nothing in my space around having green hair. It's very clear to me that I don't have green hair. It doesn't matter. But if someone was to say something to me that I used to feel really uncomfortable about, like I was, I, I used to be a huge perfectionist. So if someone said something about, oh, like I heard you made a mistake on this report, I would have been like, oh my God, they think I'm stupid. I'm not good at my job. Maybe I'm going to get fired because I was worried about making mistakes or about doing things wrong. That would have triggered something in me. And so all that being said, it's kind of this thing with manifesting generators that people will give their opinions or give you feedback or complain or judge or whatever. And this 
is the truth for everybody, right? We're always going to attract feedback to some degree. But if you don't have anything in your space about being flaky or quitting or jumping from thing to thing, if you're just like, yep, standing my ground, this is who I am, and I love it, it's a wild ride, it's a great way to experience life, then it's not a problem. You're so comfortable with who you are, it doesn't make you feel bad, and you can just move on. So own who you are. Okay, let's talk about right work. So I talked about this in the generator episode, but right work can be many things. It's just about using that sacral energy that you've been gifted with. And with manifesting generators, it's often finding many right works, right? It's not about finding just one thing. So as you respond, the right work will be drawn to you and your design. You have that magnetic aura and you'll discover the correct thing through your strategy and authority. Every response moves you closer and closer And like I mentioned with the generators, it's said that the right work slows down the aging process of your body, which is pretty cool. The signature. Some people will teach the manifesting generator as just the generator signature or not self-theme or whatever. I like to teach both. So you have the satisfaction piece, that signature of satisfaction from a generator, which is achieved when you relax and you trust your strategy, you trust the response, you trust the universe is going to bring you the things that you need to respond to. And when you complete those things and you use up all that energy, you get satisfaction. And remember that your mind is not going to figure this out on your own. You're not going to engineer the satisfaction. It comes through response. And now on the other side, on the manifester part, the signature is peace. So you have the peace and the freedom to do what you want when you want to do it. And you experience peace when you're making an impact. You're informing others. You're clearing resistance. So when you put those two things together, that's really the signature for a manifesting generator is both that satisfaction of doing the work and the peace that comes from having the freedom of doing what you want and having the impact that you're here to have. Same goes for the not self theme. So the generator side, we have frustration. And so the frustration often comes from not responding, from not listening to your sacral, not listening to your authority, and just trying to force things, trying to do things, trying to just make your ideas happen right out of the gate. Also trying to control too much, planning too far in advance. These are all things that can really create a lot of frustration. And with the anger piece, like the manifester, it can often come from the people pleaser side. I don't find that manifesting generators tend to be people pleasers in the same way that manifestors do, but you wanna keep an eye out for what makes you angry. And you might experience it differently as like other big emotions that are uncomfortable, like shame or guilt or sadness or fear, or it might just be anger. However, manifesting generators, I find are less likely to shut down and become passive or just apathetic, whereas manifestors seem to do that more often. But because you have more energy as a manifesting generator, it doesn't usually go that way. Sometimes the frustration or anger can also come from being a workaholic or workaholic tendencies where, you know, you have this energy and you can just work and work. And if other people are using your energy or you're using it for things that don't feel exciting for you or don't feel aligned for you, that can definitely create some of that not self energy as well. Okay, the manifesting generator aura. So you have a generator aura, right? It is open and enveloping. And like we talked about in the generator episode, your aura is here to communicate the sacral energy on your behalf. So you wanna keep your aura clear of unnecessary obligations. Other auras can sense if there is space or if there isn't space. And again, if you haven't listened to the generator episode, I definitely would recommend it because I go a lot more in depth to this whole concept. 
So speaking of manifesting generator energy, I look at the energy a little bit differently than I look at the aura where manifesting generator energy is meant to be multi-passionate. They're designed to do more than one thing at a time. So they can multitask. They can go fast. They're here to do that. You don't ever want to tell a manifesting generator to just pick one thing and stick with it. Like just focus on this one thing. Sometimes manifesting generators are following their strategy and authority on three or four or seven projects simultaneously. And it works for them because it's like the more lit up they are, it's like their whole energy expands overall. So the more they do things in alignment, it's like the more overall energy they can have. Now, of course, you still want to understand your own limits and rest and take proper care of yourself. But when you are aligned, when you're using your sacral energy correctly in response, it's like your energy gets bigger. I kind of have this image in my head that I will try to explain. And if not, I'll try to make a, I'll try to make a graphic about it for the cheat sheet. Although honestly, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if I'll be able to communicate it visually that well either. But I imagine it's like a, like the manifesting generator energy spreads where it's like there's different kind of like pathways in this energy that goes down into the center just spreads out along these different pathways. So whether you're focusing all on this one single path or whether you're spreading out the energy between seven different paths, it's like the same the same distance is going to be reached in all of these pathways, whether you're focusing on one thing or multiple things. So it's like allowing yourself to do the multiple things. Just trying to focus on one thing doesn't actually work well for your energy. You're not going to get more done or you're not gonna get more accomplished just with that one area of focus It's about allowing yourself to use the energy on the things that light you up and to be able to shift between them for the best kind of like bang for your buck when it comes to your energy. Okay, so let's talk about strategy for manifesting generators. I like to look at the strategy as respond and then inform those who are gonna be impacted. And another way you can look at it as well is to respond, right? So we always wanna have that response, try it on, inform and then jump in and act. And what I mean by this is that manifesting generators often move so quickly and they have so many different things to respond to that they need a period to try something on before they really know if it's right for them or not. We could maybe flip that around a bit. So it's like respond, inform, try it on, and then jump in because you obviously want to be keeping people informed. Sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between responding and initiating as a manifesting generator because you can move really quickly, but it's something that will come through practice and building that connection with your sacral, where the more you know yourself, the more you can know your body and your energy, the more you can learn to discern the difference between what does a response feel like versus an idea that I'm initiating on. So keep setting that intention to understand it, keep experimenting with it and focusing on that area of your life and you'll get it more and more as you implement this actually in your life. Some manifesting generators can also find it helpful to get things out of your head and onto paper. And I think that can be helpful for a lot of people, but it's helpful to understand for these things that you're responding to of what it's going to look like. So if you respond to something and before immediately diving into it, if you take a minute and write down, get it out of your head of what is this going to look like if I do this? If you get this response to this trip you wanna go on or this 
business you want to start? What is this actually going to look like? What is this project actually going to entail? And when you can start brainstorming about it or start writing out the steps perhaps that could be associated with it, you might get to a point where you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. That's not fun at all. That's not what I thought it was. And so it can help to save you some time and some energy by getting it out on paper first before you actually go and spend the energy of doing it. Visualizing in the same way can also be really helpful. Some people really enjoy visualizing, some people don't, but you can experiment with it where if you respond to this, okay, what is this gonna look like? How is this going to go? And I don't want to turn this into a mental decision-making process because that's not what it is, but it can help you to try out the thing that you're responding to before you really dive into it and invest a lot of time and energy. And often you do just need to dive into the thing that you're responding to and see how it goes and be okay with getting 5, 10, 15 steps into something and then changing your mind and having the response change. That's also okay. And I know it can be a frustrating experience sometimes for manifesting generators if you feel like you're doing that a lot and you're wasting, quote unquote, a lot of time then it might be interesting to experiment with some of these other strategies of visualizing or writing things down just so you have a better idea of like really what you're getting yourself into before you do it to see if the response is still there. Manifesting generators can be like superheroes if they actually wait to respond. They have so much energy, they can do so many different things, and it's really great when they're in alignment and using their energy correctly. And so when it comes to responding, in the generator episode, we talked a little bit about the luxury of responding. I don't find that manifesting generators tend to struggle quite as much with this because they usually have a lot of different things to respond to all the time. But because they can have so much energy and they don't often like to wait, by the way, if you're a manifesting generator and thinking, what energy? I'm so exhausted all the time. We'll get into that at the end, probably the next episode. But I like to talk about it being the luxury of responding that you get this confirmation along the way. And what do you respond to? Anything, right? Anything outside of you. It's the same as a generator. Your sacral works in the same way. So you can't respond to your own inner urges, but you can respond to anything that shows up outside of you. And there's this example that Karen Curry gives. I think it's in her book, The Understanding Human Design One, but I can't remember. And yes, I love Karen Curry. I know I reference her all the time. I think she's wonderful. And she was, when she was first starting out her human design business, I believe, she wanted to host this workshop on human design because she was loving it. She found it so impactful. And so she went down to this hotel and she rented out a boardroom and she printed the flyers and did all the stuff, you know, like initiated and really took action and no one showed up, no one bought tickets. And it was kind of like, ugh, you know, but also she wasn't following her strategy and authority. And a few months later, someone said to her about human design, like, oh my gosh, Karen, this is great. You should really teach a class on that. And her sacral was like, "Uh uh-huh, you know, like I really wanna do this. And so she did the exact same thing, used the same flyer, just changed the dates, rented the same room, and the class sold out. And so that's really the difference with responding. When you allow yourself to respond, you're getting that luxury of confirmation. You know that it's the right time, you know that it's the right place, and you can really make your life so much easier if you're willing to experiment with that and trust in that. 
Okay, I hope you love that episode. Manifesting generators are just such cool types. And next week, we're going to get more into that internal pull. We're going to talk about life audits. We're going to talk about quitting as a manifesting generator, a little bit more about the sacral center, changing directions, informing, and some other stuff for our second manifesting generator episode. Thank you so much for listening. I guess this is the last episode of 2021. So thank you for being here with me as I launch this podcast and share this all with you. And if this resonates, if you know a manifesting generator, please share it with them and I'll see you next week. 